Welcome to 7-Minute Torah. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. In this podcast, we explore the weekly Torah portion in about 7 to 10 minutes. We make modern meaning out of ancient texts, exploring them through liberal Jewish eyes. To become a supporter of this podcast, please visit patreon.com slash 7-Minute Torah. All right, I don't know about any of you, but I eat too fast. Almost always. It's a bit of a problem for me. I'll sit down with some food in front of me, and then I gobble my way through it so fast that I barely even remember eating. This is, of course, a problem on a few fronts. Number one, I tend to eat too much, because as soon as I've finished, I go back for more. And number two, it would be nice to actually enjoy my food, to slow down and appreciate and savor what I'm eating. Once in a while, I'm able to stop and accomplish that. But for the most part, because I think I'm eating so mindlessly, I'm not even really aware of the sustenance that I'm taking in. This week's Torah portion doesn't deal exactly with that issue, but it deals with a related issue. We're reading Bahar Bechukotai. It's a double portion, and it's the end of the book of Leviticus. This is Leviticus chapters 25 through 27, through the end of the book. And these final chapters of Leviticus deal especially with a set of laws around the sabbatical year and the jubilee year. The sabbatical year is, of course, the law that says that every seven years, you're required to leave the land fallow. You're not allowed to plant anything. I'll just read the beginning of the parsha here. It says, God spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai and said the following. That's a reminder, by the way, that we're still at Mount Sinai. Still, until about two weeks from now, when the Israelites finally leave to push off into the desert, we are still receiving laws at Sinai. And what God says to Moses is as follows. Speak to the Israelite people and say to them, Ki tavo el noten lachem. When you enter the land that I assign you, shabbat ladonai. The land shall observe a Shabbat of Adonai. And then the Torah goes on to say some of the specifics about that Shabbat, that Sabbath of the land. It says, Six years you may sow your field, and six years you may prune your vineyard and gather in your yield. But in the seventh year, the land shall have complete rest. You're not allowed to sow the field or prune the vineyard or reap the aftergrowth. In other words, you're not allowed to work the land. You can eat whatever happens to grow, but you can't manage the land in that seventh year. As it says, Shnat Shabbaton It shall be a complete year of Shabbat, of rest for the land. So, we're familiar, of course, with the concept of Shabbat, and this sounds an awful lot like it. When the Torah talks about Shabbat, it says, six days you may work, and on the seventh day you must rest. Here it says, six years you may sow your field, and in the seventh year the land must rest. The Torah goes on after that to describe the Jubilee year, which is kind of like 
the sabbatical year of all sabbatical years. You're supposed to count out seven weeks of seven years, which is to say 49 years. And in the 50th year, you have this big giant do-over where not only does the land lie fallow, but also all debts are released, all indentured servants are released, all land holdings are returned to their original owners. So it's this huge society-wide reset button for both the land and also various human institutions having to do with ownership. So what's the reason for all this? Well, the reason in some ways might be obvious. It's good for the land to lie fallow. It's good for the land not to be managed all the time. But the Torah actually gives a different reason, one that's maybe a little more spiritual, a little more theological. This is chapter 25, verse 23. It says, the land shall not be sold beyond reclaim, which is to say you can't just buy and sell it and think it's yours. Because the land is mine, God says. You are resident strangers with me. This language of resident strangers is really interesting, because the Torah has brought that up before. The Ger Toshav, the resident stranger, is the non-Israelite who lives among you. In other words, it's the person who, at least as far as the Torah is concerned, is not exactly part of your society. They may live there, they may be accepted, they may be your friends and neighbors, but they're not, they're not a citizen, they're not an owner of the society in the way that the citizen is an owner. And the Torah now uses that language to describe all of us. When it comes to land ownership, we are all gerim toshavim. We are all resident strangers. In other words, you can't really own it. The land isn't really yours. And what's so powerful about this notion is actually how anathema it is to the way we tend to think about land. We live in a consumer society. If I go to Walmart and I buy something, it's mine. If I go to a real estate agent and I buy a house or a piece of land, it's mine. In fact, our society assigns all kinds of status to land ownership. If you own your own house, if you own your own land, there was a time when only landed people could vote. There was a time when landed people were considered aristocracy. We live in a society that prizes land ownership and uh, that determines people's status based on it. And the Torah comes along and says, actually, none of you own the land. The land belongs entirely to God. You're a ger toshav. You're a resident stranger. You're here to take care of it. You're here to steward it. You can use it. You can utilize its resources. You can live off of it, but it's not yours. What does all this have to do with me eating too fast? Well, I'll tell you. I think the basic message here is a reminder that the things we have are not ours. The things we have are a gift from God. And everything, of course, comes from the land. So if the land isn't really ours, then that applies to everything, including food. And there's a wonderful passage in the Talmud. This is truly one of my very favorite paragraphs in Jewish literature. This is Tractate Brachot 35b, and it tells about Rabbi Levi, the 4th century Amora, 4th century teacher in the land of Israel, who finds an apparent contradiction 
in the book of Psalms. He says that in one place, it says, Ladonai ha'aretz umaloa, the earth and everything in it belongs to God. And in another place in Psalms, about a hundred Psalms later, it says, Hashamayim shamayim ladonai v'ha'aretz natan adam. The heavens belong to God, but the earth God has given to human beings. And Rabbi Levi says, how can those two things both be true? The Psalms, on the one hand, say that the earth belongs to God, and on the other hand, say that the earth has been given over to human beings. It either belongs to God or it belongs to humans. Legally speaking, those things can't both be true at the same time. So he solves it in the following way. He says in the one case where it says that the earth belongs to God, that is before a blessing has been recited. And in the other case where it says it's given over to human beings, that is after a blessing has been recited. In other words, the earth belongs to God. Everything in it, the trees, the flowers, the sky, even the food on your plate in front of you belongs to God. But once you say a blessing, the earth, or at least that little piece of it, is given over to you. So Rabbi Levi here sees the reciting of a blessing as actually an act of permission, an act of asking for this piece of food, this piece of the earth, to be granted to me as a gift. And I think that's a really powerful idea for those of us living in this consumer society where we're always looking to gain and own more and more stuff. The rabbis say here that actually everything you have isn't really yours. It only becomes yours once you say a blessing over it, one thing at a time. Now, as you may know, it's traditional in Judaism to say blessings over our food. There's blessings over wine and bread, but there's also blessings over all kinds of other food. There's blessing for fruits. There's blessing for vegetables. There's a sort of a catch-all blessing for all foods. There's a blessing for seeing and smelling and experiencing beautiful things. There's a blessing for enjoying nature. And if we follow Rabbi Levi's reasoning here, then every one of those blessings is essentially an act of asking permission to enjoy and utilize those pieces of God's nature, those pieces of this world that are being given to us as gifts. Another way to think about it is that those blessings actually slow us down to appreciate what it is that we're doing. Which brings me back to my opening statement that I eat too fast. I am not in the habit of saying a blessing every time I eat. I keep thinking about it, I keep thinking it's a good idea, but it's not yet a habit that I've developed. And yet I think that if I were to get in that habit, it would slow me down. It would help me to appreciate what it is that I'm eating, and it would help me to realize that what I have in front of me is a gift and a blessing. Not something to get through as quickly as possible, but something to enjoy and something to appreciate. So in that sense, I think that saying a blessing is kind of like taking a little mini sabbatical. Most of the time we spend using and managing the world around us. Once in a while, we're supposed to stop and appreciate the world around us instead. That's something I'm going to work on this week. I hope you have a good one. Thanks for listening. I just posted a cool new class I'm excited to share with you. It's just a one-hour discussion on Thursday, May 25th, which is the day that Shavuot begins. 
and it's called Do We Really Still Believe in the Chosen People? So we're going to spend an hour talking about what I think is one of Judaism's most central and most controversial ideas, the idea of the chosen people. You can find out more on our website, lasok.org, L-A-A-S-O-K.org, or send me an email at rabbistreifer at gmail.com. I hope to see you there. 7-Minute Torah is a production of Lasok, Sacred Texts, Modern Meaning. If you enjoy this program, please consider becoming a sponsor at patreon.com slash 7-Minute Torah. For more information about upcoming learning opportunities, go to laasoka.org, L-A-A-S-O-K.org. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. Thanks for listening.